the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Pastor Keith Crosby of Hillside Church. It's a statement of faith. Give us this day our daily bread. That statement, that petition is an acknowledgement that all we have comes from God. And implicit in that is that we exist for His pleasure. God's people cannot survive or thrive apart from God, and so they must make supplication, petition, for the supply of strength and wisdom. I can see the promised land Though there's pain within the plan There is victory in the end Your love is my battle cry Hello and welcome to today's edition of the Grace to Live radio broadcast with Keith Crosby, Senior Pastor of Hillside Church in San Jose, California. We are blessed and honored that you've chosen to spend time with us today, and we would encourage you to follow along with us in your Bibles if you can. On today's program, Pastor Keith continues our study from the Gospel of Matthew entitled, Lord, Teach Us to Pray. So if you have your Bibles... Please return with us to the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 6. Now here's Pastor Keith with today's study. Father, we thank you for this day, this day that you've made, this glorious day where people will take a step of faith into baptism. Lord, uh, we thank you for all that are here this morning, Lord, and uh, we just thank you for the chance to worship you and to learn about you and to grow in you. Lord, we know that if we're not growing, that we're dying. And so help us to grow until you take us home and we're perfected. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So let me ask you a question. And this is my best huckster imitation. Do you want to be extravagantly extravagantly blessed by God? Here's how. It's a timeless prayer that produces timely results. The author of this book takes readers through 1 Chronicles 4.10 to discover how they, how they can release God's miraculous power and experience blessings that God longs to give each one of us. The pitch continues. You can see the problems already. God is limited by us. Hmm. The life of Jabez, one of the Bible's most overlooked heroes of the faith, bursts from unbroken pages of genealogies in an audacious four-part prayer that brings us an extraordinary measure, an extraordinary measure, an extraordinary measure of divine favor, 
anointing and protection. Sounds like works over grace, doesn't it? But it gets better or worse, depending on how you look at it. Readers who commit to offering this same prayer on a regular basis will find themselves extravagantly blessed by God and his agents of miraculous power in everyday life. Readers who commit to offering the same prayer on a regular basis will find themselves extravagantly blessed by God and agents of his miraculous power. Just praying this prayer over and over. It's magic. Are you ready to reach for the extraordinary? To God for abundant blessings that he longs to give you. What's holding him back? Join the author to discover how remarkable prayer of this little-known Bible hero can release God's favor, power, and protection. Just do this incantation over and over. So the two problems here, obviously, are readers who commit to offering the same prayer on a regular basis will find themselves extravagantly blessed by God. I thought thought that's what salvation was. You'll see how one daily prayer can help you leave behind the past and break through the life that you were meant to live. Today, we go back into our six-week series entitled Teach Us to Pray. This is part three. This series, as we've talked about, is organized around six statements in the Lord's Prayer, or as it should be known, the Disciples' Prayer, or the Model Prayer. And in this extraordinary prayer, Jesus teaches us to pray. He begins his teaching in response to a request, teach us to pray. And he says, pray then these words exactly. No, he doesn't say that, does he? Does he ever say that? Does God ever say that in the Bible anywhere? He says, pray then like this, not pray this. And if you want to unlock the power of prayer by praying according to God's will, Follow the example of the text of scripture and you will then pray extravagant prayers. And so we return today to Matthew chapter six, verses seven through 13. And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do. In other words, don't just pray the same thing over and over as the Gentiles do. Gentiles is a code word for unbeliever. Do not be like them For your father knows what you need before you ask him. Pray then like this. Our father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Doesn't say give us this day the most extravagant and exorbitant blessings, does it? That you're longing to give us. Verse 11, give us this day our daily bread and forgive our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. So today what we're going to do is look at the second petition. Give us this day our daily bread. This first petition, it goes from our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now it turns from the divine to the human, so to speak. And what we have here is the petition that sets up the rest of the Lord's prayer. If this petition isn't gotten right, the rest of the prayer will not be gotten right. Give us this day our daily bread. 
to review, part one was about our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, and different ways to approach God through prayer. The second sermon that we talked about was about praying according to God's priorities. Doing, submitting to the will of God in your life is your ultimate priority. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That is our reason for being. Everything else about our life is window dressing. And so today is part three. And I'm gonna organize this message today around three profound and fundamental realities. The first is that God alone supplies all your needs. The second is is that your need is both real and urgent. And the third is there is no place There is no place for self-reliance. So let's look a little more at give us this day our daily bread. And I have to tell you, this is a very, very, very personal prayer for me. This is a prayer that you can pray in any circumstance or situation, anywhere, anytime. And this is a prayer that is fundamental to your existence to your surviving in a world that we live in, fallen, broken, and all the trials and tribulations and slings and arrows of this life. It's a prayer that has sustained me, certainly, for the last six or seven years, but even before that. A more literal translation of this prayer is this bread of ours for this day, give to us this day. Now, not nearly as smooth and poetic as what it says there. You could also render it, donate to us the daily allowance of bread that you have allotted for this day. It's kind of a modest request, really, isn't it? A humble demand, if humble and demand are not contradictions in turn. And you look at it today in the 21st century and you're like, give us this day our daily bread. One commentator writes, what what would be a... completely understandable request of a Christian in Ethiopia or Cambodia seems irrelevant on the lips of a well-fed American. To many Christ followers in the Western world today, such a request would seem utterly foreign, odd even. We live in seemingly a different world. After all, we have DoorDash, Grubhub, Uber Eats, and your refrigerator, if if it's like mine, is, is always within striking distance. But you know, you have to look at the original context of this passage. In the first century, people lived, most people lived either by subsistence agriculture, and they were living hand to mouth every day, or they were day laborers. You've heard the parable of the laborers, right? And so you earn enough food for each day, and the next day the struggle began again. Bread was a staple for that time, fundamental to your existence. And so give us this day our daily bread, outwardly talked about bread, but it really talked about much, much more than this. And so what's up with that statement? Well, that brings us to our first reality, reality number one. God is the source of all your needs. You and I, we must see God as the source of everything that we need. Give us this day our daily bread really means give us what we need for life today. This is an expression, an acknowledgement of our dependence upon God and our contentment to trust him in any and every situation. It's a statement of faith. 
Give us this day our daily bread. That statement, that petition is an acknowledgement that all we have comes from God. And implicit in that is that we exist for his pleasure. God's people cannot survive or thrive apart from God. And so they must make supplication, petition for the supply of strength and wisdom and courage and compassion and love and wisdom for each day in that day to get them through that day. This is a a petition that is born out of humility. Wrapped up in this petition or request is the spirit of the beatitude, blessed are the poor in spirit, not blessed are the proud and demanding or entitled in spirit who expect to be extravagantly blessed if they say just the right words in just the right way. No, it's just the opposite of that. Is it wise to make an expression of dependence to acknowledge such uh, impotence apart from God? Is it a good idea to ask for just enough to get by minute by minute, day by day? Well, Jesus said, pray like this. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. I think that answers the question. Not very much of an extravagant prayer, but maybe it's far more extravagant than you could have imagined. First, there's the acknowledgement that we're not special, that we're not entitled, that we are dependent. And this prayer teaches us time and time again, if we pray always acknowledging our dependence upon God, it's hard to wander out of the sheepfold. In fact, Jesus drove this home in John's gospel, in John 15, 5 through 6. What does he say there? He says, I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit for because apart from me, you can do nothing. We are dependent and powerless before God and without God. And without God attending and supplying our needs, we are lost. He goes on to say that if you don't abide in me, you're going to be withered. You're going to wither. You'll be like those vines that don't produce fruit and are cast into the fire. I mean, think about it. Isn't that why we needed a Savior in the first place? Apart from him, we are dead in our sins and trespasses, walking according to the way of this world, according to the ways of the prince of the power of the air. And once born again, we're still very dependent. Give us this day our daily bread, the nourishment we need to live, the supply and provision that we need to survive. We're not unlike nursing babies. Dependent on our mother's milk. And if you know anything about nursing babies, they can't go very long without being fed. They'll starve to death quickly. They won't thrive. You hear it by pediatricians call it failure to thrive. And it's a precursor if there's not some level of intervention to death. So is it good to be so dependent and helpless and powerless? Not only is it good, it's desirable. You might say it's the key to our survival because we understand just how weak and small we are, 
how dependent we are, how fragile we are, and how mighty and great and wonderful and loving and supplying he is. It is through our dependence upon him that our uncommon God uses common people like you and I to do uncommon things for his kingdom. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And that's why the whole name it, claim it theology and the whole prosperity gospel and those who practice it are demonic. They're satanic. This isn't the wisdom that comes down from above. It's a wisdom that is found on earth that is earthly, natural, and demonic. Not from the father of lights in whom there is no variation or shifting shadow, but from somewhere and someone else. And we want to serve God. I'm reminded that the apostle Paul reveled at some level in his dependence upon God, at his weakness. It doesn't mean, didn't mean that he enjoyed trials. It didn't mean that he enjoyed being a day and a night at sea. It didn't mean that he enjoyed being stoned. It didn't mean that he enjoyed all that. But what it, did, it does mean is that he loved his God and trusted his God. And in 2 Corinthians 12, 7 through 10, we read this. So to keep me from becoming conceited, independent, self-absorbed, self-reliant. So to keep me from becoming conceited because of the surpassing greatness of the revelations, nobody saw what Paul saw. A thorn was given me in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to harass me, to keep me from being conceited. Three times I pleaded with the Lord about this, that it should, be, it should leave me. But he said to me, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weakness, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. For the sake of Christ, then, I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Give us this day our daily bread. We, like Paul, need to humbly ask God to attend to our needs in accordance with the wisdom, in accordance with his will. Not asking for more than we need, but asking him to get us through each trial, inch by inch, day by day. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are the humble. Blessed are the content. Blessed are those who understand how small they are and how big God is. For theirs, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Remember that this Lord's Prayer, this model prayer is all part of the Sermon on the Mount and follows after the Beatitudes. And as Paul says, for the sake of Christ then, I am content with weakness, insults, hardships, persecutions and calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. You know, some of us get to experience that in the here and now. Some of us will experience it later. Some of us have experienced it in the past. For when we are weak and when we are dependent, we are strong. Why can Paul and why should you have this attitude? Well, apart from Christ, we can do nothing. We're useless, powerless. Which brings us to our second reality. Reality number two is this. Your need, your need of Christ, your need of this daily bread, your need of this provision 
is real and urgent. You need to recognize your need is real and urgent. Look again at Matthew 6, 11. Give us this day our daily bread. It's an imperative. It's an urgent plea. Give us now, here and now, what we need here and now. Our life, our breath, our health, our possessions, our talents all originate from God. They originate from the resources that God has created and made available to you, to me, and to others. The writer of Hebrews tells us that he holds all things together by the power of his word. I mean, you just have to sometimes stop and take a step back, slow down, be still, and know that he is God and think about it. I spend a lot of time these days researching nervous systems. We have a central nervous system, like your spine and all that kind of stuff. We have your, your peripheral nervous system, which is your hands, your feet, and your legs, and everything that governs that. You have your autonomic nervous system. That's your organs, your heart, your lungs. All this stuff happens automatically. Every breath that you draw, every molecule or whatever of oxygen that goes into your bloodstream to feed your muscles and your nerves, your brain, it's all from God, minute by minute, day by day. There's a book I've been reading called Fearfully and Wonderfully Made by Paul Brand and Philip Yancey. Its subtitle is A Surgeon Looks at the Human and Spiritual Body. It's an amazing thing that God does for us each and every day. I remember uh, sitting with a medical doctor, and he was, or he's actually a PhD. He was a professor at a, at a medical school in Missouri. And he talked about that when a baby goes down the birth canal, its head rotates. I can't remember now, but it's 15 degrees to the left or to the right. If it doesn't do that, baby and mother may die. And statistically, it's, an, it's a statistical impossibility that that's going to happen. And yet it happens every day, time and time again, in every city and every country in the world at some point in the day. Give us this day our daily bread. We do well to recognize our dependence on him because when we try to do it ourselves, when we try to be rugged individualists, and there's nothing wrong with taking the initiative in life and things like that, God uses us when we do things like that in accordance with his will. But when you lose sight of your dependence upon God, of his necessity for every inch of thread that makes up the fabric of your existence, you come close, you take a step closer to wandering out of the sheepfold and into the deception of Eve and into the sin of Adam. They looked at the fruit and the fruit looked good to them and based on their experience, they took and ate and sin and death entered into the world and spread to all because all sins. Should we be so dependent? I mean, after all, aren't we children of the king? As the heretics teach, you know, when health, wealth, and prosperity. Listen to this prayer from Proverbs. We don't really think about Proverbs having prayers in it. Proverbs 38b, at the end of verse 8 and 9. Listen to this prayer. Give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with the food that is needful for me, lest I be full and deny you and say, Who is the Lord 
look what I've done. Or lest I be poor and steal and profane the name of my God. What's going on here? From Genesis to Revelation, give us this day our daily bread. Pastor Keith Crosby on today's edition of Grace to Live. We are so blessed that you've chosen to spend time with us today studying God's Word. If you'd like more information on Pastor Keith or Hillside Church, here's how you can connect with us. Our mailing address is 545 Hillsdale Avenue in San Jose, California, 95136. The church office telephone line is area code 408 269 4782. And you can connect with us on our website, which is gracetoliveradio.org. There you can check out archived messages of past sermons and also listen to Pastor Keith's weekly blog. And please remember that the Grace to Live Radio program is a listener supported ministry outreach of Hillside Church if you'd like to partner with us financially. Again, all of these things are available to you on our website, gracetoliveradio.org. Also, I'd like to remind you that Pastor Keith and the staff here at Hillside always look forward to hearing from you. So if you'd like to drop us a note, you can email us here at keith at hillside.org. Well, we hope that you'll join us again next time for Grace to Live. But until then, I'm your host, Kevin Reeves. And on behalf of Pastor Keith and everyone here at Hillside Church, it is our prayer that the Lord will richly bless you. And thanks for listening. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.